So now we're live on YouTube and TikTok and Facebook, and everything actually seems to be working. Yep. That's so, the that's the that's the trammel cast that I. It is a trammel word I coined. So well, I should have brought me a water. <clears throat> um, well, you know, there's some big news uh, happening in trucking right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if y'all heard or not, but yellow <laughs> is no more. Unless there is some sort of 11th hour angel investor that comes in, yellow is done. Um, it's over. They're going to Chapter 7 liquidate the company and 22,000 jobs gone. And I heard something interesting. I was texting with a friend earlier today, and I didn't think about this angle. But he seems to believe that they sacrificed those $22,000, 22,000 jobs to get a better deal from UPS. Hmm. You know, well, you know, that's, that's just scuttlebutt right now. So what the thing that I wanted to talk about concerning this issue is that, well, hang, hang, hang on a second. Uh -huh. Let's recognize our sponsor before we forget about it. Okay. Well, go ahead then. Go right ahead. Well, give me. It's, give it's me on the screen, so it is. It okay. is. We are sponsored every week by Pittsburgh Power, which I've been a customer of since 2009. Um, we um, advocate using the OPS oil purification system, bypass oil filter system, to both keep your engine oil cleaner and to lower your maintenance costs by by extending your drain intervals. Uh, having a better idea of what's going on in your engine at all times because of the lab sampling part of the program. Also, anything that has emissions, EGR and up, we use their fuel-borne catalyst, max mileage fuel-borne catalyst. Uh, they also are a diesel performance shop and have all kinds of diesel performance parts. Uh, they're a Cummins and a Detroit shop, and um, they've got super, super diagnosticians on staff, including they a do. couple of electrical engineers. They do. So anyway, if you need anything in the, in the, in the way of, of performance or fuel mileage help on, on any semi truck, uh, give them a call and, um, they can certainly, you know, help you out if you've got an issues. Uh, they got an excellent shop there and all of their, modifications or all their tuning they do it they're all epa approved there's nothing there that's going to get you <clears throat> excuse me in trouble when it sticks them up your tailpipe because everything there is is epa approved so um anyway we appreciate you letting them know that you think uh, th that we <laughs> we appreciate you letting them know that we appreciate them sponsoring the podcast and uh and you guys let them know that so all right now now chris back to yellow <clears throat> so the the thing that I wanted to to discuss around this topic, it, it, I've seen lots of, of videos and posts on different social um, platforms of people that are beside themselves that this has happened, people that work for Yellow. Mm -hmm. I've worked there 30 years. I'm not going to have a pension. I can't believe they did this. I, you know, nobody saw this coming. And what I want to present is just from this perspective, from this over here looking, this, this from this prism, mm -hmm. Stevie Wonder could have seen this coming, okay? So for everybody except the members of the union and apparently the management staff, 
it's like watching someone ride a horse to exhaustion and then beat it with a whip because it won't stand up. I mean, they should have been out of business in 2020. They got $700 million from daddy. Daddy gave him a check during COVID. $700 million. $700 million. Um, where'd the money go, right? I mean, the, the union wants to blame management, probably with good reason. Management wants to blame the union, probably with good reason. But y'all, this that y'all have milked this poor cow for probably twenty years longer than it should have. I mean, they they've made it's obvious they've made monumentally stupid financial decisions over the last couple of decades. They bought up all these companies. Maybe uh, maybe they're thinking, well, if we buy up all these companies, we can afford to pay for this absorbent labor that we've got to pay for. Okay, but at the end of the day. Y'all now have killed the goose laying the golden eggs. It's dead. It's over. It no longer exists. And what frustrates me from a, a, a business person perspective is it seems like the one person nobody's talking about, the one person that makes it possible for a trucking company to haul freight, and that's the customer. And it's so it's just, you know, it, it's sad for people that are now in a position where they don't they don't have a paycheck anymore. I don't know what's going to happen with all these pensions. I mean, surely there's there's got to be some sort of protection for these people. Right. Or or, or when they're done, they're done. I, I don't know enough about that. Um, <clears throat> but. Well, you know. <clears throat> you. you. You said something about about this in a in an indirect way when you were defending your decision to be an owner operator. When everybody that in your family and all your friends says, "Don't you want to go get a secure job?" Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you should be doing here? Why are you doing this? Yep. And I know in a lot of the early um, podcasts that we did, when when I was explaining my background. You know, and, and the, the, the very reason that I am, am, was an entrepreneur, am an entrepreneur, is what these guys are dealing with right this minute, are going to be dealing with probably tomorrow morning or Monday morning. And that is when you put your future and your livelihood and your family in the hands of people that you cannot control, <clears throat> in my opinion, that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we hear a lot of reasons. We ask everybody who wants to come in this program, why they want to own a truck or why they want to go in business more generally. Usually that's how I ask is why do you want to be in business? And not one of them ever says what I just told you. I want freedom to do this. I want to do, I want to pick my own loads. I want to, you know, I want to, but, but here's a perfect example. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a label. This is the ultimate Lease purchase, <laughs> you know, because what what control do they have? This one guy that's that's beating them this chest up and down on 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 TikTok about being there thirty years and no pension. I feel sorry for him, but everybody makes choices, okay? Everybody makes choices. You know, when you when I hear these people who come to the program and they and they are or they're in business and they leave because, 
you know, I, I, my family's important to me. Mm-hmm. Let's remember this moment right here. Yep. And the very, very, you know, I, I made, I know I'm, I remember making this comment, you know, I, I was watching, I, I was looking at my baby son in the bat, in the, in the bassinet in a house that we just bought scared shitless mm-hmm. about what I was, you know, the future. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? I, I will never work for another person that can take all this away from me again. And I didn't. And that's the very, that's the, that's the, that's the fire in your belly. I talk about when mm-hmm. people want to know, you know, how, how to, how do you succeed in business? That's how you succeed is whatever it takes you do to keep from being in this situation. Yeah. You might not get home this weekend. Yeah. You might have to buy a cot. What did that guy say last week? A coddled together truck. Uh, <laughs> you know, all those things might have to happen or you could be in this guy's position. Or worse. I mean, this guy took 30 years to find out, but listen, there's people every day. You know, the 401k is the biggest scam ever perpetuated. And everybody who works for another person has one of them, thinking that that's the greatest thing since sex. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is a huge learning mo- moment right here if people will look at it and quit defending that stupid ass union up there. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the, this, is, this is why we do what we do. This is exactly why we do what we do for people that don't want to be in that situation. So, it, so 401, you know, I said somebody someday mm-hmm. today, um, it would probably do a bunch of these folks good to pick up a couple of books on history and economics. We know that the, the, the entire idea of a benefits package came from the New Deal 100 years ago, right. almost. Right. You know, the government literally told employers, you're not allowed to pay anymore. We are freezing. We're controlling the the amount of money that you can pay people. So they had to come up with other ways of incentivizing. Uh, because if somebody builds a factory across the street, well, they can't pay you anymore. So what are they going to lure you with? Air conditioning. They're going to lure you with, oh, well, let's provide you with health care. Let's provide you with this pension. What do you think the 401k was somewhat of a market answer to not have companies be on the hook for decades of legacy costs and paying for somebody until they die? <clears throat> somebody said, and it's probably true, somebody will bail that pension down. He knew who that somebody's going to be, don't you? Oh, yeah, it's going to be us. Us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're and again, and, and, and even if that's true, how is that fair? You know? Right. Um, you know, that, again, again, this, this needs to be a huge, we should tear this apart and this should be the class, the, the classic textbook, um, um, reason why people need to be in business for themselves. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't, I, I feel sorry for them in a way. I don't have a lot of sympathy for them, honestly, you know? Yeah. Um, and two, how, how, yeah, I heard the UPS people today talk about, you know, um, you know, they're going to strike Monday if they don't get what they want. Well, how many times has that probably happened at yellow where they had to make some kind of a deal to keep people working and they just kept bleeding the the thing to death, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, look again, if you have to have somebody else 
go create your well your your value for you that's on you that's a problem for you okay chris doesn't have to have an agent to represent himself to 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 for me to understand the value he brings to me i don't have to have him pay somebody dues to represent him to do that he can do that right uh we we do that to our customers which is uh, 90 percent of people in trucking don't understand this okay we don't we don't have to have a union negotiate our rates with our customers we do that by the way we serve them and 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 by the way we get to keep all that we don't have to pay some you know some ridiculous corrupt union to do that for us with the threat of 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 uh, labor uh, strike if we if we don't get it that's why i hate i despise unions okay i just as mary i despise them so much that if i not can knowingly not buy a union product i don't because I don't want to support that legacy. <clears throat> the only experience I ever really had with working in a union, when the truck blew up in 17, I got a job with air gas in Charleston. And <clears throat> when I interviewed, the lady was like, now this is a union job. And I'm like, Oh God. Well, it turns out air liquid <laughs> has like I don't know, a hundred thousand employees globally. And, and, and like 17 of them, uh, signed up for the union in Charleston, West Virginia. Um, and it, and it was, it was such a comedy of errors where, um, the more I, the longer I worked there, the more I, I, I understood the story that some shakedown artist, you know, came up there and convinced them to sign the card uh, to join the union. And when you do that, I guess legally, it shuts everything down. So you're frozen. So they missed out like two years of pay raises. Uh, they missed out on, on stuff. The company offered them, you know, hey, we'll, we'll even bump you up even more if you'll not do this. And they voted by, it was voted in by one vote. That guy quit while I was there. But they had the same health care package as every other employee globally that worked for that corporation. But they were making less money on the hour because once they negotiated the union contract, their pay got frozen until the next negotiation while non-union employees were getting their normal raises and were making 2 or $3 more on the hour. And the attitude is what got me the most because they would go hide in the sort building. One guy would go sleep in his car on the clock, sure. on Absolutely. the clock. And they then and, and and they felt untouchable. And so then if you ask them, you know, to produce a work product, well that you know, I, well, it's not not it's not my job. I'm like, God, you lazy, lazy, insufferable bastards. Uh, it was it was a not because I can't I can't go hide in the sort room. I, I couldn't do it. You know? So I'm out there working. You know, I'm out there looking for stuff to do because if I'm gonna be there, I might as well get some work done. <clears throat> But you're making them guys look bad, oh. and they're not going to stand for that very long. No, okay? they they didn't you're, like it you're at all. A, you're a, you'd be a scab. You'd be working while they're striking. You know, uh, listen, I delivered it uh, at a General Motors um, assembly plant, the one right outside St. Louis. What's it called? Wentzville? Is that what it is? I think. It oh, is. yeah, yeah. I delivered there for a long. I mean, long time. Delivered uh, drums of of seam sealer that was made right here in next town over from where I'm. That was my that was my load out of the house, um, and I, it, Chris, you know me, okay? 
the 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 amount of 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 lip biting and tongue teeth gnashing <laughs> I had to go through when I went in there because the 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 guy the guy who runs the forklift if he's not there nobody else can drive it you know if he doesn't have the right kind of gloves and the union store doesn't have it he can't drive the for- forklift you know. Uh, I got so pissed one day. I just said, look, I'll unload the motherfucker. Get out of my way. Well, I did it. By the time I got down, they had the union steward down there and they were, they were getting ready. And we were, I just finally got in the truck and fucking left. And I just told, I called the shepherd and I said, Hey, uh, they were not going to unload me. And I unloaded it. Here's the deal. I don't have a signature. It's too bad. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I, I, and there's 10 people there standing around. You know, and none of them go, oh, I can't do that. Joe's got to do that. And he's, you know, he's off with it. You know, and, and, and for what? The productivity is zero. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a, there was a big, um, it, was, it was on the news. It was on the, the network news a few years ago. They, somebody, some local news guy was, was following um, uh, union workers at the Chrysler. I think this was during the, the bailout. Okay. I think that's when this was going on. But some guy was following these workers around, and, and he followed a bunch of them, kept, uh, went to lunch, went to, parked a car nearby in a park. All of them were smoking dope, okay? Get back in their car, go back to work, and go back on the assembly line. We had video of it. He showed the boss, you know, and it's, all, and it's like, a, it's like one, a new, you know, kind of a sting kind of a thing, you know. These guys. Well, they fired these guys. Within a week, those guys all had their jobs back because of the union. You know, they're smoking dope on the, on, <laughs> you know, over lunch and coming back and putting cars together. <clears throat> and you want to know why I don't buy a uni car? But th- that's, you know, so that can't you even, wanna... I'm not, I had a good friend, my, one of my good friends, military guy, you, you know, he was a provo marshal at the, at the uh, chemical plant over in Richmond, Kentucky for about four years. And there's a civilian union there. And the things that he could not discipline anybody for that in, in any other line of work, you would get, you could fire him. You, you 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 couldn't. So you have this inferior workforce handling these chemicals that can kill you, um, mm-hmm. and you can't do anything about it. You know if if they if they may if they you know whatever do something wrong, you can't do anything about it because the union. So anyway, that's I ordered I a get... bunch of parts for this truck that I, I ordered a bunch of parts for this truck that I'm uh, getting ready to rehab. 7,000 some dollars, you know, and I called Friday. It's the Detroit dealer. And I said, uh, cause they can get all the different freight liner parts. And I said, Hey, what's the status on order? And he's like, well, I'm just waiting on a few things, nuts and bolts and some stuff like that. And he said, but they had to, they had to come out of another store cause they didn't have me in the, in the PDC. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it's been like, 10, 12 days since I made the order. And I said, well, what's taking so long? He's like, well, out of all of our branches, we've got two of them that are union, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I said, say no more. Really? You know? Yeah. Say no more. I, 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 I fully understand what the problem is. Um, and that's, like you said, right, from the time I first got into, you know, trucking business, in 2011, people, why won't you just get a job? Why, get a job. Get a job, 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 job. Why, why won't you just get a job? Not just a get job, a, a good, a nice, secure job. 
Right. One that you've got security. Right. You just get a good job. Why, why do you want to own a truck? Well, <clears throat> when 15 days to slow the spread started in March of 2020, a bunch of them figured out. 15 days to flatten the curve. Let's get it right. Well, it was both. But their, their tagline was 15 days to slow the spread. Okay. Um, it, I think we're on you know day 3,000 now. Um, but everybody found out all of a sudden because all through that whole thing, I could not be coerced. I could not be made to do the things that they wanted me to do because I was in a position that I couldn't be told. I could, there, was, there was literally no threat that could be made against me that would make me behave the way they wanted me to behave because they had no leverage, none, zero. And so I ignored every mandate. I ignored every rule. I ignored everything through the whole thing. And there were at that point, a lot of people were like, oh, gosh, gosh this son of a bitch ain't near as dumb as we thought he was um, because I went through that without being coerced. And, and that's, that's kind of my issue with the whole union representation thing. Like you said, I will represent myself in the marketplace. I am more than capable of representing myself, cutting my own deals, making my own contracts. Um, I don't need likely one of the most corrupt organizations ever known to man next to the government, um, you know, the union, that are, that are hopelessly corrupt, hopelessly corrupt. And so I guess what, when, when I look at it from, from a, an observer, I'm thinking, how can you believe that Sean O'Brien and Jimmy Hoffa before him, how in 2023 can you look me in the face and tell me that Sean O'Brien has, has your best interest at heart? I think Sean O'Brien has one person's best interest at heart, and that's Sean O'Brien, period. I don't, I don't believe for a second that um, uh, he's a politician, you know? I mean, that'd be like saying, well, you know, listen, I, I, you know, I, I really believe that Joe, Joe Biden cares about me. I, I, I believe that Donald Trump cares about me. Please, for the love of all that is good and kind. How can you be that delusional? Lord have mercy. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let's talk about something that's good, okay? <clears throat> well, we've got an event coming up in August uh, 19th and 20th where we'll spend two days teaching you how to survive and thrive in business so that you can never be in a coercive situation. Um, you can be the one in control of your destiny. Um, but that comes with having a paid-for truck and having a low cost of operation and all of the things that we'll teach you during this event. Um, and, and we can show you that. So go to the website, blueribbonlogistics.com, click on the event page and, um, and get signed up. You got, uh, a month, just less than a month to get ready. <clears throat> and I promise you, you'll, you will save, uh, enough money before lunch on day one to cover the cost of your admission. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> now, we're going to do one last time. Tonight's it. We're going to, we're going to give a discount. Oh, we are. Card. Okay. But, but this is the last one. Read my lips. This is the, <laughs> here's why. Okay. I talked to the event people yesterday. 
we already are at capacity the way we had the room set last year. Mm. So we're going to actually start putting in extra chairs, Chris, at each table. As many as we need now to get whatever we get between now and a month from now. So we're, <clears throat> you know, we, I don't know that we'll ever sell out, 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 mm-hmm. but we're already at what we, the tables that we have set and the way we had the room set up last year, we're, we're beyond that. So we're going to have to make people snuggle in there a little bit. You know, you're going to be more, a little more friendly with your next door neighbor um, going this point forward, which is why tonight is the last night we're going to offer the discount. So here's the discount. Last chance. Last chance. Between now and midnight tonight, $100 off the registration fee. Last chance. <clears throat> and, um, Okay. I, I highly recommend that you uh, that you come spend the weekend with us. <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you uh, about fifty years of my business experience, about twenty five years of Chris's driving experience, uh, all the things that that we have learned over the you know the the, the years that we've been doing all this, um, the networking with other people. You know, there's a bunch of other people that are going to be there that you're going to. I find that these events typically attract the same kind of people. Let me give you an example. Well, the first one of these things I ever went to was Kevin Rutherford's, what he called the certified master contractor class. And the first one I went to was in either 09 or 10. I can't remember which one. But um, but you get out there and you look around and you go, wow, you know, I see a lot of things here that, that I, uh, you know, that look a lot like me, you know act a lot like me in my situation, you know, I'm, I, and my, I'm not at a truck stop where er, everything I see is not like me. I'm at a place where everybody I look at is like me. And so there's this camaraderie that comes from that. There's this exchange of intelligence that comes from that an exchange of knowledge and, and, uh, and, and, and sharing and the mastermind starts working and, you know, as much, as much knowledge is gained after the thing during the evening over a beer, as there is during the day, you know. Um, so this is why we don't do it virtually. This is why we don't do, do it recorded and sell you a tape. The only way you get the benefit of this is to be there in person, you know, awake. And so um, that's why we do it this way. And, and it's so much work. We only do one a year. And every year I say it's going to be my last one. And I'm probably going to say that again this year. Except this year it might actually be my last one because I'm getting a little... Um, I'm not going to get tired of them. I like doing them, but they're a lot of work, a lot of work. So uh, mm-hmm. I might have to join a union and get a better contract if I'm going to do another one. <laughs> so, in, in there's some kind of a uh, and what, live what, event union. I, I need you to work. make a what, <clears throat> what code are we going to use? I just told you, last chance. Oh. Last chance. That's two words. No space. It's, it's one no word. Space. Okay. No space. No space. Last chance. <clears throat> Actually, Chris, if I were you, I would put it in twice. One with a space, one without. And that way they won't screw it up. I don't think I can put <clears> it in either one with a space. Well, uh, then they you can't, can't put, put it in, in there, probably. And it, okay. it, it will. Okay. Well, listen, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do that, <clears throat> and we'll see if it actually works. And they, but I, guess if, I guess if they figure it out, um, they'll be good with it. <clears throat> <clears throat> nope, not freedom. I'm working on it. 
We got any comments here? Uh, somebody's approved to drive for Landstar. Let me look and see if I can catch up. Mercer trying to decide. Well, they're both fine. Uh, are you going to be van or flatbed? Answer that first, and I'll answer your question. Where is this event? This event is in Hurricane, West Virginia, which is halfway between Charleston and Huntington on I-64. Be- outstanding facility, outstanding hotel. We have truck parking there. So you can stay in the hotel or you can stay in your truck, whichever one you want to do. Um, uh, auto truck cash, first thing I should do is make this truck last. Uh, Josh said the code should be not yellow. <laughs> um, let's see here. I want to see what this looks like on the screen now. <clears throat> I figured out how to put it on our the code should be not yellow. Um, Larry, Larry are, you, are you still selling accounting classes? Um, no, I, the, I, 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 would, I would take on accounting clients. I don't really sell a class, okay? But I will take on a, you as a client. Uh, maybe we'll talk, but reach out to me and we'll set up an interview with you. So, um, let's see. I think there was a there there will there is going to be a certain amount of accounting at this event. Uh, now, last year we did a completely separate class, um, but we're I'm going to I'm going to include a lot of that in the main class this year, and we're not we're not going to deal with so much with the software, but just with the the um, the need and the the benefit of the the data. And so we'll get in, and not so it's not specifically to QuickBooks or anything like that. It just it's just the why do accounting, why do bookkeeping, why keep numbers. We'll talk about that. And then if you want to get with me and talk specifically about QuickBooks or something like that, then I can certainly do that. So, so big rig down south on TikTok that was asking about Landstar and Mercer. He also said it says turned in the lease, bought a truck cash. First things I should do to make this truck last. Um, go to blueribbonlogistics.com slash truck. And I have a complete list of all of the lunatic things that you can, can or should do to a truck. They're all listed there. Um, but, you know, OPS, fleet air filter, Pittsburgh power damper and balancer, you know, go through and redo all the, sh- put all new shocks on it. Um, you know, find someone that does like go to Jim Fowler in, in Michigan Go to Chad Hone in Kansas City. Go to Rocky Rockefeller in North Florida. Uh, MD alignment. Let them get your bearings set correctly. Make sure that the truck's driving straight. Uh, you're probably going to need bushings. They all do. They're all wore out. <clears throat> um, torque rods. That's all the stuff that's going to save you, you know, tenths of a mile per gallon, but over time is going to save you a lot of money. Um, and then he also said van. Um, so with, with, okay. with, with being a van, I would probably go Landstar over Mercer. Uh, I, I would too. Now I have a lot more Landstar experience, but I do have had one driver that would, was a van at Mercer. I didn't like I it thought he was a flatbed. he couldn't stack loads. I thought he was no, a flatbed. No, he was a van. <clears throat> no, he's not. He's a van. Okay. Uh, but he could, you, especially as a new driver, you can't stack loads. And, uh, and then two, they've got this seniority, you know, at Landstar, you pick your loads. Okay. There's, there's no restriction. I mean, the, the newest guy in the company, the oldest guy in the company all have the same load board, 
But at MRSA, it's not. Now, again, my information may be dated because it's been a year or two since I've did, done this. But I went to orientation with him, and I you know, learned enough to know that I'm glad I stayed at Landstar. Um, and, and the primary reason is because, again, I'm going to use this word freedom that everybody wants to use. But I, I don't have the flexibility there to run my business the way I do at Landstar. Uh, we can never do what we do at Mercer because we don't have the um, ability to make some decisions that we make here, particularly in load selection. So both of them are good companies. Listen, I know a lot of guys. When, when I went to CMC, you know, there, it's funny. There were probably f- between 350 and 500 people there eventually, at, you know, toward, towards the end. And out of those, let's just say 400, we're using the middle, 25% of them were Landstar, 25% were Mercer. And the other 50% were, was every other company in the, in the country. So both of those companies were well represented there. And the people that I met there from both those companies were class acts. Okay. One percenters. So, but again, I, Mercer typically is a flatbed oriented company in, in my opinion. Now, I, I may be way well wrong, but my experience with my driver that I had there in a van uh, was that we were really, really, really restricted in you, you, you kind of almost have a load planner there for you uh, or dispatcher or whatever you want to call it um, uh, at first. I think as you gain seniority, you get a little more ability to choose your own things. Um, but I, that wouldn't work for me. So, but, uh, and, and too, if you come to Landstar, you can, you can work with us. You know, we can, we can coach you. We can mentor you. And so we can, I'm not, I won't do that at Mercer. So that'd be enough reason for me to choose that. So. Are we hiring drivers? Well, we don't ever hire drivers, uh, user one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, that's not what we do here. We don't have, we had a long conversation today with a young man who wanted a driving job and he wanted it very, very bad, he but did. we don't do that. So, um, we, uh, we, we look for people who are good drivers because we don't run a driving school. And those people who want, who don't want to be working for yellow in 30 years and not have the pension who want to take control of their own situation and run their own business, but do it correctly and do it in a way that will survive the bloodbath that's going to come again in the next 10 years or whatever the next one is, you know, whatever happens next year, you know, fuel goes back up to seven, but all those things, those are, those are not reasons to put people out of business. If you have the proper business model, it puts people out of business who weren't, shouldn't be in the business to begin with. Okay. Right. Uh, and I would probably put yellow in that category. Okay. They, they probably fall in that same category as a BCO who, or, or an owner operator was not ready to be in business because they made a lot of stupid decisions here, as I can tell. Um, but if that's your situation and, and you want to learn business and how to get in business and how to stay in business and then understand that buying that truck is the same as walking down the street and opening up a restaurant, no different, then yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll hire you. Uh, we'll give you a job for 18 months. Uh, a real job with a W-2, not this 1099 garbage that we had to deal with again today. Mm-hmm. For, I, I love these guys. Oh, I work for a great guy. He puts me on 1099. And I'm thinking to myself, great guy and 1099 can't be in the same sentence. Okay? That, that's right. impossible. Um, so uh, if they don't understand that, we have plenty of material about that. Go look it up. Uh, but, uh, but to get back to your question, no, no, we're not looking to hire truck drivers. If Chris and I had to hire truck drivers and deliver freight, we wouldn't be doing this. What we do is take good people nope. who know how to do that and know how to, um, you know, know how to do that, uh, but, but want to learn how to do it in their own business for the right reason. 
and the right reason being serving the customer. So th if that's the case, yeah, we will have, be happy to talk to you. What are you saying no about? Oh, I, <clears throat> I was agreeing with you. Hmm. I need to... Uh, <clears throat> I need to put I'm that behind, behind on my comments here. Uh, no, we do <clears throat> not record the event. Like I told you before, the event only works in person. It, the, you know, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we, I mean, there's a lot of things that we can talk about there in two days. We can't talk about an hour on a podcast and we go into much more depth, but recording it is not, is not what makes that weekend work. Okay. You can, you, we have 172 or 171 podcasts right now recorded average two hours. That's 350 hours of knowledge information. I bet if you listen to all those, you're going to probably hear every word you're going to hear at that weekend. Right. But that's not, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. It's being in that room together. The magic that comes from everybody being in there together. And, and that only happens when it's live. And so that's why we don't do it. I mean, look, we could have made a fortune on selling tapes and books and programs and shit, but that's not, that's not what we want to do. You know, that's not at all what we want to do. So it's just, we, we do it once a year. We have a limited number of people that can come and we, and we, and we give those people everything we can. Okay. It's just like our program. We have 11 trucks right now. Okay. We can't take uh, 40 people or a hundred people or yell as 22,000 drivers. I can't help any of them, but I can help the 11 that come here and stay with me for 18 months. I can turn those guys into millionaires. Okay. And I can't, I, I have can't a, do that I have a quick question. I need to interject. Are, are you, is your computer going through Wi-Fi or is it going through an ethernet cable? It's going through Wi-Fi. Okay. Because once you get to talking, your your video and audio are out of sync. That's why I was. Mm. I can't do Wi-Fi right now because of our construction. I have to do Ethernet. I can't. My 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 Ethernet. I said that backwards. My Ethernet cable is not where I'm sitting anymore. Wow. So I and, and my, my router is not where you know where I am. So I have to do Wi-Fi until I get the house built. So gotcha. Okay. Two more months, guys. August, September. We should be into September, first of October. We should be in. So, party at Larry's. God, house. please come. <laughs> really, uh, Christopher <laughs> Robin. On average, how long does it take Landstar's Trailer Utilization Department to find a van trailer for a BCO? If you're a new <laughs> hire, you want the official answer. <laughs> if you're a well, the, the official answer? answer is three days. That's horseshit. Um, <laughs> the if you're a new BCO, you coming out of orientation, you are priority. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that, and you're, it takes that long with a priority individual. <laughs> uh, let us tell you about if you, if you take a vacation and give your trailer up or something like that, ask us about how long that takes. Okay. Um, I have it, seen you know, it take, you're, you're uh, gonna... I've seen it take a week. Um, yeah. You know, I've I've seen I've heard horror stories of it taking ten days. It's supposed to be three business days. Right. Um, I'm wondering uh, if in, thing too. I, I'm wondering if some of these horror stories we're not getting the full detail that maybe they've gone out and tried to book a power only load or something um, because they will yank you off the list. And and this t subject almost got me in a fist fight one day that Larry uh, got me out of because I was trying to I was trying to explain. 
to an individual. Like, you know, expecting me to set and make no money while I'm waiting for a trailer, I, th- I think is, is kind of, is kind of dumb. But yet if you are on the trailer list and you take like a power and only load, they will yank you off of that trailer list and you have to go right back on it, which I think is just nonsense. And, but you know, if, if I knowing what I know now, I'd get on the board, I'd be looking for SOS loads, which is where a truck is broke down and try That's to get a trailer. If you're, that if way. you're willing, some of these guys come here and they're prima donnas. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not deadheading for that trailer. You know, da, 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 da. if you're, if you're, if you're willing to try drive, you can find a load that's being repowered and by repowering it, you get to keep the trailer. Now you may have to drive 500 miles to get there, but believe me when I tell you this, it's worth from number one, they'll give you the fuel money. Mm-hmm. Okay. But to get a trailer tomorrow and be making money, driving 500 miles that, that that's i would do that in a minute so uh, yeah. it just depends on how hard-headed you want to be when you come here because if you want if you expect to get paid five dollars a mile for everything you do you're going to sit so and you're going to sit after you get a trailer to do by the way so. and that brings me to a uh where did i see this comment was it on tiktok or was it on uh somebody was asking about platform i think it was in anyway they were asking about platform freight was it slow? Oh, here it is. I've heard the platform is super slow at Landstar. Is it true? Or Josh's Trucking Adventures is paying attention. Or is it from guys who want eight bucks a mile? We have two trucks on platform right now. We have a we have a Conestoga, a flatbed Conestoga, and we have a step deck. And while it it seems to be challenging. Um, to keep them running, we haven't really had a problem keeping them running, right? So, um, of course, we have the best um, we have the best flatbed dispatcher probably at Landstar. So, not just dispatcher, helps. but consultant. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he teaches these. You know, again, we've got guys that are here learning how to work at Landstar. Some of them have flatbed experience and want to do that when they leave uh, our program and go to Landstar. So we've got two or three. We actually are adding a third trailer this week. Um, we've got three trailers. We have a flatbed, a 53-foot flatbed. What's our step deck, Chris? Is it a 53-step deck? No, 51. 51. 51-step deck. And we've got a Conestoga. So we have you know one of each of these trailer types that we can give somebody a chance to learn, be in the program uh, and, and, and do it in a platform. Uh, at Landstar, working with the best guy at Landstar, literally. Uh, and by the way, he will be at the event, okay? Um, and so, um, you know, and, 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 you know, that's kind of on a, on, a, on a seniority basis with us. But remember, guys are only here 18 months. So, um, you know, those guys rotate out, and we have another opportunity. Uh, we also have a guy who's watching tonight who's very interested in buying trailers. And so we may have some more trailers uh, now that he sees what they pay. So um, <laughs> he just he just jumped in, by the way. Uh, so well, uh, uh, it, no, no, Richie Ma- Matthews. It's with great sadness. Like, it's great Larry sadness. does not that, like Jack Daniels. That we okay. have to uh, we have to fire Richie Matthews. Um, it's been no shit. It, it's been a it's been a great run for him, but uh, just bring a truck on back. Uh, no, Larry does not love Jack Daniels. <laughs> no, that's that's rot gut. Okay. Um, what liquors are, do you need? Anything uh, from Buffalo Trace? Um, that's my go-to. Uh, Jefferson, any, uh, any of the Jeffersons, the Ocean or the Reserve, or any of those. 
Um, you know, I mean, I, listen, all bourbon's good. It's just, it's kind of like sex. Some's better than others. Okay. And there's never, there's not any bad. It's all just, is it good or better? You know? So, um, but, uh, well, I do a, 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 a seminar. I'll tell you what, I will, I will do one at the bar on Saturday night. At Friday the night. Okay. No, not on Friday night. We'll be all oh, on Saturday night. Friday night. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Saturday night. So I'll be doing, uh, I'll, I'll do one if you, if you want. Plus my private reserve is there too, by the way. So yeah, he loves to talk about bourbon and I'm going to bring some more that they don't have. I'm going to bring some of my special private reserve. If I see my son between now and then, we will, we will rock your world. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, what I might do is I might get Chris to come on in an event or at a, a podcast and we'll do a little bourbon one if you want to. There so, you go. That sounds like uh, a great idea. And he's listen. he's got a neighbor that i mean you he can talk about bourbon to your eyes glaze over okay he he listen he is he, he knows 10 times what i know but anyway um oh yeah so i've got to dig in i got some information the other day i'm going to dig into this automatic restriction thing um because i i got some information the other day that that leads me to believe um, that it's not near as difficult to get an auto restriction removed as we once thought it did and not anywhere near as expensive, but I've got a lot of digging to do yet to find that out because we've been told, we've been, had people uh, been told 2,500 and $3,000, you know, oh, well you, you've got to start all over. That's bullshit. Okay. You need, you need to find someone that's a qualified examiner that can give you the test in a manual vehicle. Um, but I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of this because we're, we run into people like this all the time that get these, um, God forsaken automatic transmission restrictions. And of course, nobody tells you talk about slavery. Nobody tells you ahead of time, uh, what's happening to you when you get one of these stupid things. Um, but I'm going to get that figured out because, um, I hate it. TikTok. Somebody's asking about auto is an auto bad the thing about automatics it's an extra level of risk that a new business does not need uh the burden of right that that's 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 our thing about automatics these new automatics i mean they're slick you know i i drove where did i go last time oh i went and picked up josh's truck with an automatic that d12 and listen, man, it's nice. You know, it's nice to drive a truck and not have shift gears. But the risk level that comes with that, um, you know, my daughter's 17, and we're going to be looking for her car. And I've told her, I said, listen, you need to learn how to drive a manual and have your first car be a manual because it, manual transmissions break a whole lot less than automatics do. Generally, it's a clutch. And even with a big truck, a clutch is three or four thousand dollars at the most. Um, but it's just it's just a level of risk that you don't need to have in a new business. Right. Now, if you have your business has survived and you've got some money and you can you can calculate that risk and say, okay, I'd like to have an automatic truck and and I've got you know an extra ten grand sitting here just in case. Go ahead, yeah, get you one, yeah. You know, you got to remember, you got to remember, our market is the first time truck buyer doing this the very first time. 
And, and we don't recommend that because it, it, just like we don't recommend the emissions, because it introduces another level of risk that they don't have to take on if they choose not to. And so that's why we, we don't do it. You know, plus we also don't, we're, we're totally against these schools that let people go through the class and, and put an auto restriction on their law license because that, that's, you know, that, that's like a, that's like a, a tramp stamp that you can't take off very easily, you know, <laughs> and, there's, and there's no stamp. reason to do it. It's, it's not no reason to do it. You know, I mean, uh, it just limits, it, it limits your ability to, to, you know, to, to your options. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I do not recommend it, you know, in our situation, because now again, like you said, you're established, you've been in business for a few years and you want to buy a, an upgrade truck and you want an automatic and, and you've got the money to do it. Um, there is no risk if you've got money, okay? There is no risk, but if you if 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 you don't, and you can't handle, and even with the warranty, believe me, you know warranties to me are worthless because they don't pay you for your lost income. So if you can sit in a dealership for a week or two, when you know when nobody can figure out how to work on that, because that's where you're going to take it when it breaks down. You're not going to take it to any of these little shops that we can go to all the time. You're going to the dealership, mm-hmm. and you're going to sit in the waiting room with all the other guys in there who have these trucks and have been there for a week ahead of you. So that's where, that's what you're dealing with. That's why we don't recommend them because people that get in business can't afford that situation, that scenario. So John Doe 74 says, I don't know how to drive clutch. Well, it, it's one of the easiest things that you can do. I mean, you can figure it out. Um, somebody can teach you, <clears throat> but you know, look, I, when I started, that's all there was. You know, I drove the very first, um, when it came out, I want to say in 2000, the Eaton Auto Shift came out. It had a clutch pedal, um, and then it just electronically shifted the gears. I didn't mind that one as much. They had a lot of problems with that XY shifter. Um, but at least you had the clutch pedal. Um the biggest thing that I don't like about the automatic from just from a solely from a driver's perspective is like trying to slide tandems. Um, you know, you, you can, you can hurt that clutch with that automatic trying to get tandems to slide. Um, and some of the trucks now, I guess now they, they all about just about all have a creep mode, but we had a damn, uh, uh, we, what was that? Kenworth. God almighty. What a nightmare to try to back that stupid thing into a dock or into a hole because you're trying to just yeah, breathe on it the lunges. gas pedal. It, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're going <laughs> seven miles an hour backwards. You know, it was, it was awful. Right. Um, on the driveline now, by the way, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, that, I just saw something that, that I can't compute, okay? Jim Callahan learned to drive a manual on a Harley. Now, I just can't put Jim Listen, Callahan on a Harley for some reason. I've, I need to see Jim Callahan on a Harley. That I do. I, that's I, what if, I, if there's no video or pictures, it didn't happen. Okay, Jim, no video, no pictures. I'm not buying it. Jim, uh, Jim said, I've got hilarious. a 2020 with no regions. Yet, Jim is the operative yes. word. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Now, if you're running the I catalyst, maybe catalyst. not. You know, the catalyst. Yeah. Do a, do a diesel horse clean every two years and run the catalyst, and you might keep that streak up. So, listen, I um, I had I might have told this before, but when I was driving for Schneider in 2007 or so, I went to one of these Georgia Pacific big, huge drop yards, you know, and 
and they make you slide the Tams all the way to the rear. Well, I tried everything, and the damn thing wouldn't come loose. And it wasn't the air kind. It had the handle. I got to handle that, but the pins would not release. And the guy said, well, there's, listen, there, go down here and turn right. There's a railroad track. Maybe you can, you know, bounce a little bit on that railroad track and get it to come loose. And I thought, okay. So I drive down, take a right, make a U-turn. Well, I got that thing up to about seventh gear. And right about the time I hit that railroad track, I just reached up and grabbed that trolley valve and yanked it down. And the trailer brakes locked up, and that trailer started bouncing. And when I hit that railroad track, that thing come loose and shot to the rear, and it sounded like a bomb went off. Well, I was satisfied with myself that I had got it done. And as I walked around to the truck, this short little woman, about four foot five, she walks out of the guard shack that was right beside where my trailer tires had come loose. And she was holding her chest. She said, son, I thought I was gone. I, I, I thought Jesus going to come take me home. <laughs> I bet she thought that some bitch was coming through that door on her. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Somebody asked you about my, my, my liquor, my go-to. Here's my, here's my favorite, okay? If y'all want to know what my favorite is, this is Blanton's, okay? So this is my absolute absolute favorite see the little horse at the top mm-hmm. yeah so i'll set that right here in case you need to be reminded of that uh, <clears throat> what else we got uh i'm looking through the comments <clears throat> so you stirred up, I, I know i went and looked at your shorts you did you stirred up some shit on i did on the internet well, technically I, you were the one that did most of the talking I'm only the guy that uploaded it to the internet. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about who's stirring <laughs> what shit up, well, I'm just the delivery true. mechanism, you know. Did we ever get that one that that Josh said this needs to be a short? Do we that we we marked? Oh, it, yeah, that I, one. I don't remember where it was. No, it was from that episode. I've got them. I've got was clips it? from that ep- episode 169 posted up through like July 1st. But I think Tuesday is going to be the one that that. Uh, opens up the floodgates because you had some things to say about unions. It's perfect timing. Yeah, so no. how about tonight? The ultimate lease purchase. That is a good <laughs> one. That is a good I one. Know. I, I sometimes I surprise myself, you know, um, listen, learn how to shift gears and drive a, and use a clutch. That's, that's just a little muscle memory. Okay. Um, you know, Christopher says I'm on the board, I'm on the Landstar lo- board looking at SOS loads and I see one that says requires TRNSLD. That Trans means load. transload. So that means it's probably on a BCO owned trailer. Trailer. And you're or, not going to get to keep the trailer. So pass. Or <clears throat> the trailer has been damaged some way and it could be a Landstar trailer that's been damaged. We had right. one a few weeks ago caught on fire or something. And, uh, oh, I sent that team after it. Uh, it was a load of fireworks. <laughs> and the damn thing had caught on fire. It wasn't us. It wasn't us. We went and rescued one. Yeah. So, so if you see uh, requires transload, you'd have to have a trailer. You're, um, yeah, you're not going to get a trailer out of that. It's yeah. a pass. So. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a pass. Even but now the repower, the repower people down there in Jacksonville are pretty sharp. Um, so if you call them and say, look, hey, I'm getting out of, I'm on the list. And, and, and if something pops up within, you know, five or 600 miles of me, uh, they, they will absolutely put you on speed dial. 
because it can but be do, a nightmare getting a, a load repowered. But do not, do not let trailer utilization know that you're looking mm-hmm. for a repower, or mm-hmm. they will take you off their list. So yeah. um, be careful there. Don't ask, don't tell. And yeah, don't say anything you don't have to say. So. <clears throat> How many trucks do we run under Landstar? We have 11 in the system right now, and we're getting ready to add... We've got about One, four more two, in the wings. Four. Yeah. So we should be probably by the end of the year, 15 or 16 total. Yeah. That's, that's right. Unless Josh decides to go yeah. buy 10 more trucks, you know. Right. So. Um, I was trying, wasn't there some Landstar drama this week? Um, well, Ronnie had and Amy Williams kissed a made up. Oh, they did. Well, that's good. I'm glad they did. That. They did. Yeah. Um, no, I was thinking there was something I saw this week. Um, I always forget to like screenshot these things, um, especially the good ones because they get taken down by the admins. Um, but what, regardless of the, oh, let's do it this way. Regardless of what the particular amount of drama was. The general underlying problem is basically disdain for the customer, be that the agent, carrier, you know, broker, whoever, whoever it is, um, not understanding that you, um, that you're a servant, right? You 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 are not the customer when you own a truck. You are not the customer. You are the servant of the customer. And so there's lots of times that it's going to require you to do things that you may not want to do in order to serve that customer. But if you'll put the customer first, which is part of my big issue with Yellow and the union right now, um, they're so busy pointing fingers at each other. And, and, and once it got to a head, the customers, like even if they don't strike on Monday, well, they go all. All of their customers have basically bailed. So, um, if you're not going to be in business to serve customers, there's really no point in you being in business. Uh, it, it it completely defeats the purpose. Um, and if you'll. Um, and I see this one a lot, you know, well, I had a problem on this load and, um, well, I'm losing my next load. Well, listen, the, the load you're on is the only one that matters, you know? Oh, here's one from this week. We had a load. It wasn't a great load, but it was a preloaded trailer going to a store to be delivered. And about two minutes after we arrived at the shipper, we get a phone call from the agent. Hey, uh, we can't unload this Wednesday like you planned on it. They can't unload it till Thursday. Well, this load did not pay enough to be a two-day load. So I talked to the agent, and I said, well, is coming off the load an option? She's like, yeah, that, that's an option. We'll find somebody else. I said, okay. So I searched. There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing within 200 miles of hooking to. So I called the store. And I said, hey, what's going on? And he said, well, they, they, they scheduled two deliveries at one time, 
and and this is a retail store, so they don't have a big warehouse. And he's like, we literally cannot accept two trucks on the same day. We don't have the room. I said, okay. So I understand that there's a legitimate problem here. I didn't have a better option. And there was going to be no layover pay. There was no extra anything because the customer couldn't care less. You know, I'm sure their contract is worded in such a way as to make sure that they're covered in situations like this. So I said, look, we're going to stay on the load. I did my best to, um, you know, call and be nice to the guy. I wasn't a jackass. And he was and he was good back to me. And so they ended up getting us unloaded about six hours earlier than than they had originally planned. And I still think, did that truck hit did that truck hit the uh what no, uh, he was about eighteen hundred dollars off of, for the week. But the point I wanted to make with this is uh, when you're in business, you're going to have bad weeks. Trucks are going to break down. Loads are going to cancel. You're going to get stuck in weather. When you do have the opportunity to run that extra load, you better run it. When you do have that opportunity to get somewhere early, you better be there early. When you have the opportunity to get good fuel mileage because it's not 197 degrees with 300% humidity, our entire fleet Fuel mileage is in the gutter this week. But it was hotter than the hubs of hell everywhere, you know, and they're not going to shut the trucks off when it's 110 degrees outside. So everybody's fuel mileage is down about one mile per gallon except one guy. That stuff's going to happen, right? And you can't control it. You can't control when it's too cold. You can't control when it's too hot. You can't control the traffic. You can't control a load canceling. You can't control a breakdown. But when there are not things out of your control, you better get up on that horse and ride. You better make hay while the sun shines. And, you know, that's that's the thing that I want to try to get through to everybody is that you have to you have to work when it's when it's available for you to work. Because the things out of your control are going to happen. And there's not a damn thing you're going to do about it. And if you were running at 50% speed when you could have been running at 100, it could be a situation where when that breakdown happens or that weather event happens and that be the thing that puts you out of business, nobody to blame but yourself. Man, it's been a slow week at, at the, on, the, on the Facebook groups at Landstar. There's been really no excitement. Um, somebody in their, in their personal car passed a truck that's got the oh, placards on wrong, but other than yeah. that, I can't find anything that's even to even talk about. <laughs> um, let's see more TikTok question. When was it you talked about unions? I would love to listen. Episode one sixty nine. I've got some shorts. Um, they're on YouTube and and TikTok both. I think that one's scheduled to hit TikTok on Tuesday, so that'll be perfect because <laughs> it'll be the day after the strike. How can I get on Walmart account at Landstar? Um, what's that code? LLA, LL something. Uh, there's two agents. Well, this is my. This was years ago. There at one time there were two agents. This may not be the case now, but there were two agents. There was an agent that handled Walmart in Texas, and then there was an agent that handled Walmart everywhere else. Um, LLA, I think, is the one that handles. Um, the Walmarts, but just always remember 
right? When you're on Walmart, you're not guaranteed anything. You know, they'll, they'll, I was going to do it in like 16 or 17, something like that. I mean, maybe it was 15. I was literally on my way to Grove City, dropped my trailer at the place they told me to drop it. And before I got out of the parking lot, they called me and said, hey, it's canceled. They canceled everything. And I'm like, oh, turn around and hook back up to my trailer and book a load. So <clears throat> it's not some kind of set deal. It's good while you got it. Uh, does Landstar have an age limit for trucks? No. It only yeah. has to. Well, only if it has to have, yeah, has to have an ELD. Right. So it has to have a, it can't have a mechanical engine. Right. So, so that probably 93 to 95, somewhere in there. Um, uh, but as long as it has an electronic engine and it has a port you can connect an ELD to and it pass a DOT inspection. Is it possible for the Megas to base their operation in a border town and hire all Mexican drivers in Mexican tag trucks? They can hire drivers and mechanics for less. Is there a limit on my, my, my best advice to you on that topic would be to turn off the television. Um, is there a pilot program that allows Mexican trucks in the U S yes. Um, are they paying Mexican drivers less than they're paying U.S. drivers? Possibly. Are there enough of them to even make a dent in the market and affect you as a driver? Absolutely, unequivocally, 100%, no. Turn off the television. Um, we should be able to cross that border at 75 miles an hour without stop, without cracking the throttle. Um, uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't do that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I ran in. I ran into a Mexican team truck. We talked. We had to talk through a translator app in New Jersey, you know. And and we had a little brief ten minute conversation. It was frustrating because I'm having to type into a damn app, you know. Because I was raised. I'm 47 years old, raised in a in a country that has a significant Spanish speaking population. But they made damn sure that I can't speak a word of Spanish. Um. Uh. You know, and, and again, let's. let's Do you, let me hit this real quick, because when the when the Knight Swift acquisition of U.S. Express went through, what was that? Two weeks ago, I'm seeing these people in these comment sections. Oh, they're they're going to have twenty five thousand five hundred trucks. Oh my God, they're going to have a monopoly. Can I can I suggest that? you bring up our friend, the BSE 9,000 and, and there's about 3 million trucks on the road. And if you'll just take 3 million, okay. And you'll divide it by 25,000, which would give you the, uh, or I'm sorry, take 25,000 and divide by 3 million. <clears throat> That's what you get. Point zero zero eight. So if you move the decimal point two places to get a percentage, that's 0.8%. It's not even 1% of the entire market. So I don't know. I mean, if y'all can teach me how 1% can become a monopoly, I'll listen to you. Um, but I, that's just, it's just nonsense. You know, uh, all of the carriers, all of them, 
every 500 truck plus company added all together is less than 15% of the entire industry. Um, Chris, when you were driving, booking loads were using your phone or laptop in the truck. If laptop, what kind of setup did you use? Um, I, I stopped using a laptop, uh, in probably 16, uh, cause at first Landstar online did not play well with Mac, uh, iOS, uh, the, with the, uh, the iOS, uh, browser Safari. Uh, but they got that fixed, um, in 15, 16, something like that. And so at that point I went exclusively iPad and iPhone. Then Landstar one came out and then it's bouncing back and forth. So here at my desk, I've got two 27 inch monitors and I've got my phone and I got my iPad set up. And so when I'm looking for loads, I'll have Landstar one open because it will search by age. When I have it up on my screen, I can't search by age. I can search by revenue. I can search by mileage. I can search by rate per mile or sort. But on Landstar one, I can sort by age so I can see the newest loads. So that's handy because if I'm, especially if I'm in a pinch, if something's happened, I'm looking for a load right now. I don't need to call on a load that's been on the board for eight damn days. That's a complete waste of time. So I can, I can search through Landstar one, but so as of now I use both. And if I was in the truck, I would still I would still use both. There's features of the of the online that I like, and there's features of Landstar One that I like, and I and I bounce back and forth from one to the other. And there is a new load board that you can only get on Landstar Online, and, and it's in the in, it's in the capacity portal in beta mode right now. So, well, you talk about <clears throat> weeping. And that will let you check. You talk about weeping and gnashing of teeth. When they release that new capacity portal, Facebook is going to melt down. And every time they make a change, generally for the better, I mean, I, I can't think of a time that there's been a change on Landstar Online that hasn't gotten better. But, oh, my God, they are going to lose their ever-loving minds when they drop this new capacity portal. Because you know there's a bunch of them. It's, it, what's it been up for six months, the beta? And there's a bunch Not of them having even. I, I, I bet it's longer I than was that. In, yeah, because I was in Vegas when. Where, where was I? I was in. No, I was in. I was in Fishers, uh, the Indianapolis BCO days. Yeah. Um, that's when I met with Ty. That's we been about a year. By, 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 by the way, I've got a meeting with Ty set up this week. Oh. Um, for um, he's using me as the as the fleet, uh, beta guy. So. Oh, okay. Fleet stuff. So. <clears throat> Do we help Landstar drivers book loads for fees beside your truck? Yes. If you go to blueribbonlogistics.com, click on BCO Mentoring, uh, our mentoring program is there. We have different levels. We have dispatch. We have mentoring, accounting, all that kind of stuff. So you can go to blueribbonlogistics.com, click on BCO Mentoring, and let me make sure there's a... Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, there. it's at the top. Just, Click on BCO mentoring and the whole program's there and it will yep. explain how that works. It's one, two, it's the fifth button down on the, uh, <clears throat> on the webpage. Uh, Leonard Burnett. Thanks for recommending the audio book, the box. <laughs> Excuse me. That's a fantastic book. 
if you uh, if you really want to get a good understanding and historical context of how the industry got to where we are, go read Mark Levinson's book about the shipping container. It's fantastic. Every, every truck driver should have to read that to get a license. In my opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, they'd have to know how to read, but um, <laughs> did I say that out loud? Um, you did. You okay. did. Uh, I wish my truck could go over 65. Burns too much fuel. Uh, you don't need yeah, to go over why? 65. What would be the reason for that? <laughs> so, so, so you can pass the guys going, going 63 seven times a day? Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the thing about the, the big carriers, they, they, they become this scapegoat for people to blame their own failures on. Uh, if you see a problem, oh, well, it's, uh, it's Schneider's fault. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, it's this one's fault, it's that one's fault. So it's like this union and yellow thing, just, just sniping back and forth at each other, completely oblivious to the actual economic consequences of their decisions. Um, I tell you something. I need to do. <clears throat> what do you need to do? I need I need to correct something I've said in the past that I will no longer say. Oh, well, go ahead. The floor. Well, is yours. let's get back. Let's get on the subject of lease purchasing for a second. Okay. We all know how what our position on that. Because I have said in in talking about lease purchases that never ever 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 lease purchase a truck from a carrier. But it might be okay occasionally or in a certain situation to lease a truck from a leasing company. Mm-hmm. Well, I had some dealings this week with a <laughs> leasing company. <laughs> yes, you did, didn't you? And I am going to re—I'm going to re-examine that, 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 that what I said because I, I, I felt like I needed to wash my hands and take a shower <laughs> after I got off the phone with these people. I felt like I probably needed to go get a vaccination of something. Uh, because I, I can't explain to you the frustration that I had, and and uh, and 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 you know the the uh, the disbelief. At, here, let me give you a little bit of background. We we hired a guy that 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 was working for another um, fleet, and he had his own truck and trailer, and things weren't working out. And you know, I mean, it's it it's not unusual. You know, he bought a truck and trailers, paid too much money for them. You know the things worked fine in 21, you know, and then last year things d- d- didn't work anymore. So he, um, came to us and, um, he, uh, this is the 53 foot trailer, by the way, that we're just adding on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I talked to him and cause you know, we're kind of, we're kind of looking for some flatbed stuff. And so I agreed to take over his payments <clears throat> and get him out from under that trailer. And uh, we would just, uh, I'd buy it, and we would put it on the fleet here and let him drive, let him pull it. So he called the leasing company, and he told them what we're going to do. And they verbally told him on the phone, oh, no problem. No problem. Yeah, he can uh, just let him pay you, and you continue to pay us. We're going to leave you on the lease, you know. And um, I thought, well, whatever. I don't really care. So we start trying to get the trailer on at Landstar so we can start using it. And um, Landstar calls me and points. The f- first of all, they, re- they asked me for a copy of the full lease. And I, I didn't even have one, so I, I got a hold of him and got a lease. They sent, they, they called me like um, like 5 o'clock the next day, and they said, look, you, you, you can't do what you're doing. 
I said, what do you mean you can't do it with this? They said, look, paragraph 18, sentence B, strictly forbids the, per, the leaseholder here to sublet that equipment or any part of it to anybody else. I said, but they told him on the phone they could do it. And they said, well, I'm sorry, but legal says no because the contract says you can't. Sublet. So I try to intervene on his behalf. And, and I said, look, just put me on the con, put me on the lease, okay? And take him off of me on it. We can't do that. I, I, I said, well, well, then give me an, a new lease. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, well, so what can we do? Like, well, we can either repossess it or you can pay it off. So I start looking at the numbers, you know, and um, this, in, the, I don't know what the trailer's worth today. I'm guessing it's probably worth about $20,000, $25,000. But, the total payments of that lease uh, were, were going to be $55,000, okay? And, uh, and and it's a 2013 53-foot flatbed. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't tell know. Them, tell them how you got the payoff number. How, how, how do, you, how do well, you go about getting the payoff? So I, I, I asked about the payoff. I said, well, we can't tell you the payoff over the phone. We have to send you a letter. And, and for, first of all, they couldn't send it to me because I'm not the customer. They had to send it to the lease person. So they, we get the payoff, okay? And I'm looking at it. And the payoff, the letter, the pay, they get a payoff letter at $70. <laughs> you get a payoff letter. So, I mean, I just, you know, it, 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 just, it, it just makes you feel like you're dealing with a drug dealer, okay? You know, uh, don't lease vehicles. Don't go just pay, save your money and pay cash, okay? That trailer, you probably could have bought it for half that, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and, uh, and, and not dealt with, with I mean, it, it, and you should have read this lease. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it just, re, it just took away my uh, compromise that maybe it might be okay to buy equipment from a leasing company or lease equipment from a leasing company. Um, but now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm totally against that now as well, so. I did. You know what? I just thought of something. <clears throat> I did have an experience that I wanted to share with the audience this week. Um, we went up uh, Thursday to Elkins, West Virginia, to pick up my daughter. And we went up early so we could watch some of the, uh, oh, they had a showcase and uh, they had a concert with all the instructors. And so we're sitting in this big dining hall. And my wife goes, well, there's Bella Fleck. And his wife. Now, if you don't know who Bella Fleck is, Bela, maybe it's Bela Fleck. Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. He's a famous kind of fusion jazz bluegrass banjo player. <clears throat> and if you're a music nerd like me, you know, you, 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 you end up in wormholes like this with a guy like Bela Fleck. So I went up to him and, uh, and I always hate doing that when you're around some famous person because you feel kind of sleazy because I, I feel like they just want to be left the hell alone, you know. But I said, uh, I said, hey. They, they do. They do, by the way. They do, yeah. I said, hey, yes. um, you guys <laughs> played a role, and you're probably not aware of this, but you played a role in a very significant, life-changing event in my family's life. And that, had, that got their attention. And they're like, okay, well, go ahead and tell it. When my truck blew up in April of 2017, we were broke and destitute. Uh, I had $300 to my name. Um, we did a little GoFundMe kind of thing, and, and people really, I mean, really showed up and donated a ton 
of money to us uh, to get us out of the, you know, we, we were able to survive through Christmas of, um, uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't in 17, it was in 15, the first time it happened. Uh, we were able to get through Christmas because of people's gifts. Well, I think we were in January, and we had been given so much money by people. We were still $2,500 short of making it through the end of the month, but I was keeping my mouth shut. I'm like, I, I can't ask for more money at this point because people have clearly, clearly done way more than they absolutely ever should have uh, to help us. So I kept my mouth shut. Didn't say anything about it. So my daughter had fiddle lessons on Thursday, on Tuesdays. And my mom and dad were like, well, we're going to take y'all to the Chinese restaurant. And we're like, okay. So my daughter or my wife comes to the Chinese restaurant from the fiddle lesson with my, at that time, I guess it was 11-year-old. And she drops uh, an envelope down in front of me. And I'm like, okay, what's this? And so I open it up. And it was two $1,250 checks from Bela Fleck's mother-in-law just dropped out of the sky. And so um, I got to, you know, in person, you know, pass along our thanks and gratitude um, to him and his mother-in-law and his wife and everything. It was a really cool experience, you know, um, you know, because we absolutely did not deserve the kind of help that we were getting at that point because we had killed the goose laying the golden eggs, kind of like some people we've been talking about on this show, you know. Right. <laughs> um, but that was just a cool experience. So, you know, Be- Bela Fleck and, and his family, they're, they're good people. So I'm glad that we got to do that. Good. Uh, That's nice. Um, I was going to talk about something else. Now I completely forgot about it. <clears throat> uh, uh, Colby Thompson. Yes, you do have to have a hazmat endorsement to apply. Well... Let me give you the technical answer. You don't have to have a hazmat endorsement to apply. They'll, if if, a Landstar will bring you on if you qualify with everything else and give you 90 days to get your hazmat. You have to have applied. You have have to to have have applied for it. You've got to have the background check done and the fingerprints and all that stuff, but you don't technically have to have the endorsement. However, if you're going to come into our fleet, we demand that you have the endorsement before you get here because trying to dispatch a driver that does not have a hazmat endorsement is a nightmare that I am un- yeah. no longer willing uh, to encounter. So if you want to be in the Blue Ribbon Fleet, you have to have your hazmat on your license, in your possession, by the way. Been down that damn road. Um <laughs> Uh, when you come to orientation. Yeah, before you come to our orientation. If you just want to be a BCO, um, you know, they'll let you come on and give you 90 days. But you can't pull any hazmat freight, obviously. And let me also say, just for a moment, because I see occasionally, go, what's well, stupid if I got my own truck? Why, uh, you know, listen, Landstar knows better, okay, than to let people in the fleet that don't have hazmat. Because what's going to happen is some truck driver is going to be in an area where there's no freight and they're going to see a high paying hazmat load and they're going to lie about having hazmat and they're going to hook to that trailer and then everybody is in 12 feet of deep shit. So that's why they require it. You don't have to pull hazmat if you don't want to pull hazmat. You're a fool if you don't, Um, but you don't have to. But 
If you want to be in this fleet, you will have hazmat before you show up. And there's really no reason to be afraid of hazmat. We got the, the hazmat department of Landstar is the best department in there. So if you do what they say and send them the paperwork and send them a picture of the trailer before you leave and they sign off on it, you're good to go. You're, you're, you're absolutely golden. Um, but now if you leave there and you listen to what the shipper tells you and the road pirate stops you down the road or worse than that, you have some type of a hazmat incident and you didn't check with Landstar and the shipper gave you one placard, and, and Lancer says, nope, that's not the right one. And the road pirate says, nope, that's not the right one. Guess who's in trouble? So all you got to yep. do is just clear it before you leave. Now, when, mm -hmm. once you get enough experience, you don't have to do that. But that's what you should do when you're new here and you don't have, you don't have a lot of Lancer or, or uh, hazmat experience. Just let them help you. And there's no reason not to worry about it. You know, and, and here's the next thing. Your next thing is going, well, uh, hazmat paint doesn't pay enough for me to fool with it. Maybe not, but that might be the load that you need to, to make your week. Or mm -hmm. that, you know, it, th that might be the best load available. You know, you don't really want to do it, but what if that's the only load that connects you to where you need to be? You know, why eliminate? It's just like dropping hood. People all talk, always talk about how you should have your own trailers. You know, if we had our own vans here, we half the freight we hauled wouldn't be available because it's dropping hook. Yep. You know, so you, again, you have to use that BSC 9000 to go and leave the emotion out of it. Okay. Because I'm not pulling hazmat. That's an emotional answer, not a, not a common sense answer. Um, it, it, there, there, there are times when, when you, you, you need to pull hazmat, you know, because it's the best load. Uh, out there that you are, that's available to you right now. Um, and, and what's, what's the downside? Do you have to take a few more minutes to put placards on, you know, mm -hmm. or you got to do a better job of load securement that you should be doing to begin with. Right. Um, no. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it, it, what's average premium for hazmat loads and cents per mile? It, there's, there's not no really premium. One. There is no premium. It, it, I mean, they, not, it doesn't work like well, I have seen it where I've called an agent and they'll say, well, there's two loads and the hazmat one pays this and the non-hazmat one pays that. I have seen there be a 50 or a hundred or $150 difference in hazmat versus non-haz coming out of the same shipper. Um, yeah, but here, here's the thing though. People, people, drivers, ex, drivers that work for fleets. Okay. There's this expectation. If I pull a hazmat load, I get an extra 50 cents a mile or whatever the number is. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a premium added to it because of what you're doing. When you come to Landstar, you are negotiating for the load as is whatever. It, I mean, it, it doesn't, if it's got 10 stops, it's got hazmat. You're negotiating for that load the way it, the way it's published, the way it's posted. You're not going to get the load and then add on another dollar because it happens to be hazmat. That load is offered the way, the way it is. You either take it or leave it. There's no premium to it. So you got to kind of state, uh, change the way you think about that. If the load is attractive to you at the price it is, and it happens to be a hazmat load, that's just what it is. You're not going to add more money to that load just because it happens to be hazmat. So. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Juan Saldivar, I'm guessing you're talking about getting the automatic restriction. He's got a comment here about, take your truck to the local DPS office. So um, that's probably going back to uh, what we were talking about, getting the automatic restriction removed. William yeah. Haynes, if you could, what books would you make required reading? 
Cool. Uh, the box, um, the shipping container book by Mark Levinson. Uh, probably seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, what was that guy's name? Um, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad would be a good one. Um, Dave Ramsey's pretty much anything. Dave Ramsey. Um, all of Larry Wingett's books. All of Larry Wingett's books. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> look, there's you know, truck drivers. Y'all don't have an excuse. You know, turn off sports radio for a minute. Turn off Howard Stern. Um, my gosh, podcasts even are, you know, there's some there's some outstanding podcasts out there, like the one you're listening to, um, that that have a lot of great uh, practical, experienced based advice for you. Um, but there's a lot of fantastic books. My my litmus test of of uh, discerning which books are garbage and which books aren't. If any book you're presented with presents the state either in red form or blue form as the solution to the problem, throw it in a burn pile. If it, <laughs> if it, if it, well, if we'll just get the Republicans to do, you know, well, we just need, no, 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 no. Throw that in the garbage. Um, but if it provides, someone's history, life story, here's how I did it, here's how it worked for me, here's how it didn't work for me. Those are the kind of books that you need because one thing that I found about really good books is there's times that a really good book will zone you out because it activates some creativity in your brain. And then all of a sudden you realize you haven't listened to the last 10 or 15 minutes of the book and you have to go back because it activates mm -hmm. something in you and it gets you thinking logically and creatively. Um, mm -hmm. That that's the most important part, you know? Uh, and I remember when I first started listening to audiobooks, probably 2011, it kind of becomes a skill. You know, you have to sometimes consciously listen to the book or you'll zone out and realize that yes. you've, you know, well, hell, I you know what my first audio book I listened to in a truck was? Huh. <laughs> Atlas Shrugged. Nice. That's a good I, one. It was 50 disc, I think. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I would, you know, I'm, you, you just, you, you catch yourself like zoning out, you know, and you go, wait a minute, wait, wait. and you got to go back and try to find where you yeah. last remembered thinking and, um, I think, it does take a little skill, I think it was Zig Ziglar, you know, because he was big back in the cassette tape days of sure. all the sales and sales and marketing programs that you could buy. But I think it was him that said, once you listen to something certain number of times, might have been 18, you know, once you listen to this thing, you, you, you'll have it memorized, you know. Right. Um, right. And I would, I would highly mm. suggest, uh, you know, Zig Ziglar stuff. I mean, his, his storytelling, it was so good to make, it had yeah. that Paul Harvey kind of experience for you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I'll tell you, um, uh, <clears throat> Mike Rowe did a book that was very much in the style of, um, Paul Harvey, where he would be telling this story and you were thinking it was going one way. And then all of a sudden it did, you know, he'd yank you back the other way and go, Oh my gosh, I never saw that coming. Um, right. that's a really great right. book. Is your podcast available on Apple? Yes. If you 
go to our link in bio on TikTok or YouTube. Um, you can click that link and it will take you to our podcast page. We're available on all, all podcast platforms. My favorite podcast app is Podverse, but we're everywhere. <clears throat> i tell you something you should add to your list nowadays is anything to do with blockchain and crypto. Um, you know, oh, if you don't yeah. understand it, start getting yourself prepared for it. Cause that's the, you know, you're, you're going to deal with it. If you're going to stay in this industry. So Carlton sheets, where, where am I hearing? Where somebody put, who is Carlton sheets? Big Chris 7709. I've heard that name before, but I can't think I of where too. I'm trying to, I'm trying to place it. Carlton sheets. Was that maybe one of those guys back in the eighties? Well, I can look real quick and consult the book of knowledge, please. Carlton Sheets. I know I've heard that somewhere. The way I heard it by micro. That's that. Uh, the world's greatest wealth builder. Uh, I guess he was one of those. No, no down payment. Financial stuff, it looks like. Okay. Um, Carlton Sheets was a real estate guy. Okay. Yeah, that's where yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah those, everything everything is real estate or, or financial in in, in nature. I took a job when I was 18 as a vacuum cleaner salesman. I'm going to let you go ahead and guess how that turned out. Um, <laughs> not well for me. Um, but a guy <laughs> had given me a bunch of Zig Ziglar cassette tapes and that was my, I was yeah. like 18. Um, you know, I had a $5,000 stereo and a $400 car, uh, listening to Zig Ziglar, you know, You remember you remember your first your first pad your first apartment you know you had you had a you had a like you say you had a stereo that probably cost thousands of dollars oh, yeah. and it's sitting on concrete blocks you yeah. know oh, yeah. your 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 coffee table was one of those big reels that they have like electric cable on they string down the street yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I I made the play, decision you could to, play some tunes man I made the decision to move in with a, a cousin and it was a it was a house of horrors. And horse, uh, horrors and horse, both. <clears throat> uh, let's see. The year that the year that Sweet Home Alabama came out, the Leonard Skinner. I think it was second. I think it was second contribution. Um, anyway, our Lee and my place, we had these. We had these two. They were like six foot tall speaking <laughs> clothes that that a bass player would use in a band. Yeah. And we had a big Morant, <laughs> a Morant's uh, amp powering that thing. <laughs> You could hear our stereo a mile away. I promise you, you could. That's awesome. And we're and we're jamming Leonard Skinner and Sweet Home Alabama. It just came out, you know. I remember that vividly, just like it was yesterday. <laughs> that was a long ass time ago. It was a long ass time. Ago. Well, let's see here. We're an hour and thirty seven minutes in. I'm looking. Um, oh, how will blockchain help a Landstar BCO? Um, how will it help a Landstar? I'll tell you how. Blockchain is going to help us all. Now, blockchain, there's a, there's a possibility it could be the end of something like Landstar. But I want you to realize, remember, Landstar is really a payment processing center. You know, the agents do the work, the BCOs do the work. Landstar is kind of the referee. They're, they're, the, they're the central clearinghouse that everything goes through. But what blockchain is going to do um, is end double brokering. All right. Double brokering is over with a blockchain based transportation system. 
um, it's going to increase efficiency where if you've ever looked at sonar, the freight waves uh, program that like uh, tracks uh, outbound tender rejections and stuff like that, I think that blockchain is going to make it to where it the it's going to ha- have trucks where trucks are needed and not have trucks where they're not needed. So I think it's going to take care of a lot of the dips and stuff. Um, I think it can eliminate deadhead because we'll know where trucks need to be and not and where they don't need to be. And let's not send trucks where they don't need to be. So that's going to be the big thing. It's and and it's also going to help us all. Uh, by eventually getting rid of the Federal Reserve. Um, and so when a company like Yellow in 2020, um, you know, is breathing its last breath, there's nobody to give them $700 million to set on fire, which is pretty much what they did. They took a $700, $700 million check from the government and they just burned it. You know, probably spent on hookers and blow and God knows what else. Um <clears throat> Well, and, and another thing, it, it, it tightens up and secures the transaction. You know, that's the big thing. As a BCO, what it could help you, well, number one, it probably will, um, it, you, you will identify, what everybody wants right now is know who the good agents are and who the good BCOs mm-hmm. are. I mean, your reputation will be generated by blockchain and you cannot unmute it. So it, it will, well, wait, to, let me, uh, it will be, your reputation will be, um, your reputation will be logged by blockchain. You know, it will be... Um, it's transactional. Yeah, it because it provides a level of trust that has never existed before. Um, I mean, think Google reviews. You know, there was this guy went viral on TikTok last week because he takes his little baby to the urgent care because <clears throat> he'd had a fever for three days. And um, he was totally unimpressed with the level of care that he received. And he told this doctor, he's like, you're kind of an idiot. You know, like, what, what, what are you talking about? So they left, went to another urgent care. Well, he left a review on Google of what he thought about this doctor and the level of care provided. And three hours later, CPS was knocking on his door because this doctor lied and said the child was severely dehydrated. Um, now, of course, fortunately with social media, I mean, this, this, this doctor's screwed. Um, I still don't think he's outed her. Um, but take a situation like that. Okay. I have evidence of a, of a transaction and you have evidence of a transaction. Well, blockchain will help us find out what the truth is. And if you're a dirt bag, blockchain's going to make sure that you can never hide from it. And if you're a fantastic service provider, blockchain's going to make sure that everybody knows about it. That That's the thing. So the dirt bags are in big, big, big trouble when it comes to blockchain. We're just got to get there, you know. Charles Coleman, like Lost Freight. Is that the TikTok guy, Lost FR8? I think that's a TikTok guy that I've been following that says some decent things. Landstar is a glorified factoring company in a lot of ways kind of it's not anywhere near as expensive um but but they are but they are it's very transactional you know everybody's paid off the same freight bill an agent mm-hmm. cannot hear me clearly 
An agent cannot. It is absolutely 100% impossible for an agent to put money in their pocket somehow, to screw over a BCO somehow. It is 100% not possible because the customer has issued a freight bill. The truck is paid off of that freight bill. The trailer is paid off of the freight bill. The agent is paid off the freight bill. Everybody is paid off of the exact same document. So they're absolutely 100%. I don't care what your buddy said. I don't care. I don't care your cousin. Well, our cousin was Lance Starr, and he said, listen, I know this is really hard for you to hear, but your cousin's an idiot, okay? Most of the stuff that he says didn't happen, okay? Probably made it up, or he heard it from some other idiot that made it up, and it sounded good to him, and it confirmed his existing bias, so he just repeated it, and then you heard it, and because it was your cousin, you believe it's true. But unfortunately, it's not true. So stop repeating that nonsense. This completes your public service announcement. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, it's Saturday night. It is Saturday night. We've gone far mm-hmm. enough. It's an hour and 43 minutes in. Um, I don't see a couple of reminders. reminders. Remember about Pittsburgh Power, okay? Call them, let them know you appreciate them sponsoring our podcast. And uh, listen, if you've got stuff you need done to a Cummins or a Detroit, uh, get up there and talk to them. Great, absolutely great job. Uh, they also have a, uh, they do a um, a um, podcast every Tuesday with Kevin on Kevin's thing. I think so, yeah. Uh, no, no, they're on Dave, they're Dave Nemo. They're Dave, Dave Nemo, Nemo right. Week. They're on Dave yeah, Nemo yeah. with Sirius XM. So, yeah, so you, you can listen to them and hear their expertise, you know. Um, and then the other thing we'll remind you of is the last chance. Last, this is it. There would need to be no more discount codes after tonight. So if you want to get a hundred bucks off and come spend the weekend with us, um, then uh, do it between now and midnight. And I hope to see a bunch of uh, emails here in the morning. Well, actually at midnight, uh, when you guys take advantage of this, because if you're going to come, you might as well save a hundred bucks. That'll pay for your room. So, um, yep. you know, just take advantage of again, cost per mile, lower your cost of doing business. Take your, take advantage of the hundred bucks. And, uh, after the night's gone. So <clears throat> do you have yep. the, do you mm-hmm. have the little slideshow, Chris, we could show real quick. Uh, I think I do. We'll show you a few little pictures from last year. We have a bunch of them on the website. If you really want to look at that, look at it, go to the website and look at the event. And we've got a, a, probably 500 pictures on there from last year. Uh, you might see people you know, okay? There's William Haynes right there. Yep. <clears throat> I don't know how to make that go any faster, but it's uh, scrolling through. But that's it. That's what it looks like inside the room. Um, TikTok, you guys aren't seeing this, but you'll be all right. Maybe go I to can. the website, and you can, you can look at them. There's hundreds of them there, okay? So... Yeah, that was our bunch last year. Great bunch. We do the podcast Friday night from the hotel. Um, and uh, we have a, a welcome reception that night there as well. We're going to have some food for you. And then um, you guys are, uh, you know, you guys will have a great weekend. Uh, breakfast, pro- uh, hotel provides a breakfast, hot breakfast in the morning. 
and then we're we're going to bring in lunch, catered lunch on both days. And so um, I've got that slide. Rocky's Rocky's going to be in the Rocky's going to be in the parking lot doing alignment starting on Thursday. So if you need to have your truck aligned or suspension work done, get a hold of Rocky, make an appointment, come to the come to the event. He'll work on your truck outside. There's proof of it right there. If you're on TikTok, you can see it right now. Um, so, um, and then our, our friend, Chris Dolan from Cam's Truck and Trailer is going to be there doing minor things or any mechanical things you need to have done. If you want to put an OPS on, get with us and get one ordered. You can pick it up and have it put on there while you're there. If you need max mileage, you need OPS products, uh, we'll have those there as well. So, um, <clears throat> all righty well use code last chance on the website to get a hundred dollars off of your admission to the event and um i guess that's it i guess we'll see everybody next friday night we are good for friday night correct yep yep well i'm we, i may be no you're not unless your event is not friday night no i just i just can't i've got to be with the boys during the day but yeah, okay. we'll be Friday. Well then, I'll, we'll we're probably going to be in West Virginia Friday night. So that's true. All right, y'all. We will see y'all next week. Everybody, be good. And be safe. We'll talk to you next time. Night, everybody. Be safe.